Welcome to the Retrofit Podcast brought to you by Electric Ireland Superhomes. There's never been a better time to start thinking about a home energy retrofit to transform your house into a warmer, more comfortable and eco-friendly home. This Electric Ireland Superhomes Retrofit Podcast series hopes to demystify that process as we take you through the whole process from start to finish. We'll be interviewing industry experts and happy householders who've just completed their retrofit and sharing some helpful advice and handy tips. Electric Ireland Superhomes is a one-stop shop which looks after all the key stages of a home energy retrofit. From the retrofit design through to project completion and the management of the SEAI grant funding. Electric Ireland Superhomes engage leading contractors and experienced retrofit specialists to offer you expert guidance through an often complex process and aim to provide homeowners with peace of mind, quality assurance and when the retrofit is complete, the best home possible. Today we are going to talk about the SEAI National Retrofit Grant Scheme and what exactly does a retrofit entail. You're now going to hear from David Flannery, who is the Head Retrofit Advisor at Electric Ireland Superhomes with over 15 years experience in home energy retrofitting, low energy construction and sustainable housing development. Hi David, you're very welcome to the podcast. Over the last few years, the big buzzwords from our government's climate action plan have been energy efficiency, reducing carbon emissions, increasing carbon taxes. But it has really become a front page story with the increasing fossil fuel prices and especially with the announcement of the new SEI National Retrofit Programme. Why is it? Why is it in the news now? Why is it so topical all of a sudden? Well, I suppose what we're seeing is the start of something big when it comes to retrofit in Ireland. And it's been in the pipeline for the last year or two. And really it reflects the challenges across the whole of Irish economy and society, which is to bring our greenhouse gases, carbon emissions in line with the targets set out, which is very ambitiously to become uh, zero carbon by 2050 and at an interim point, 2030, to have 51% reduction in carbon emissions. And that's a major target, and it crisscrosses the whole of the Irish economy and society. And in terms of home energy and the carbon produced in domestic uh, settings across Ireland, that's a substantial portion of this. So the government has laid out in its climate action plan the, a very ambitious target of 500,000 homes being retrofitted to a standard of B2 or better. And Electric Ireland Superhomes are what is known as a one-stop shop, which we're going to find out is crucial for this SEAI grant scheme. So could you just tell us what is a one-stop shop? Yeah, and it's it's the idea that the, all of the services you need for a whole house retrofit are available to you under one roof. It just makes communication much more easy. Everything is joined up. Uh, there's a natural progression through every step of the process. Uh, so it provides the maximum support for homeowners, uh, which would otherwise be, you know, it might be a challenging uh, experience uh, and it's made as easy as possible because those services are linked in a way that uh, is, is outcome oriented. So it's about bringing you through the process so that at the end, you don't just have a your certificate or a report, but actually have the opportunity to retrofit your home and get the support technically and in every other sense the whole way through 
I mean, you know, I'd look at it maybe like getting an architect if you were building a house rather than dealing with the contractor yourself. And they're going through those steps and they know the pitfalls and they know the paperwork. And that's the one stop shop. And that's the reason why the government are pushing that. Precisely. And, 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 and you know, you strip it back, the purpose of the one stop shop should be is to provide good technical independent impartial advice to you so you can make the wisest the choices and you can rely on their expertise and experience uh not just to advise you about what the right thing to do is but to be with you and support you throughout that process so ultimately you get what you pay for at the end and you know when we talked about like deep retrofit and shallow retrofit but if it was an ideal world i presume it's the deep retrofit that you would be recommending to people we we always we came from a, a background ourselves in the the agency uh, as it formerly was, uh, which is based on shallow retrofit. But there's 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 huge limitations to shallow retrofit in the sense that there's things that aren't included that would be important by putting together the various elements of shallow retrofit. So your 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 heating system, um, uh, your insulation, your air tightness. There are things that just don't naturally fall into the shallow retrofit categories. But to do when you do a whole house approach then there is funding that links those things together we, give, we always give the example of air tightness and ventilation which is as single measures you won't get that funding uh, you'll only get it as part of the parcel of measures which is about the whole house retrofit so it, it's much more joined up and very importantly it treats the house as a system rather than approaching the various elements of which a shallow retrofit does uh, and it successfully does on that basis but the whole house approach is a is, is a whole different experience as we said this is like been topical now for the last few years but particularly this year with the new government announcing that national retrofit plan, it's front page news. So, you know, this grand scheme, what is different with it from other schemes in the past? What's new about it? Well, well the new programme is very exciting and there's a definite sense. And I think it, it has created exactly what it's set out to do, which is to create upgrade and retrofit mainly across the country. We can see that now with the um, huge interest from uh, journals, newspapers, media, from homeowners ringing in, want to find out more about the, the scheme, what it means for their house, uh, what the incentive is, what the best move that they can make and what's the best step that they can take. I can say we're delighted because we've been looking forward to a program like this for a long time. And what it does is it creates an environment in which we can uh, put together a long-term plan, not just for ourselves, but for our customers and homeowners to retrofit their homes in the correct way, in the knowledge that the grant program uh, is going to accommodate them to do that, will incentivize them to do that, uh, and is around long enough so that they can put together a plan and a retrofit program for themselves, which is suitable or convenient for their own time frame. That's transformational. It also must be said that the grants have went up substantially. Rather than talk about percentages, mm-hmm. we can say each home is going to be different. Uh, but theoretically, a smaller home might enjoy 40 to 50% grant funding for a whole house retrofit, perhaps a little bit uh, at the lower end of that when it comes to a larger house. But even for a larger house, the grant amounts per measure is going to be larger. Uh, so we go from a, a, a program which maximum, maximum grant was 35% to something which is much higher than that. Uh, there's also a larger funding towards it to uh, bring in a much larger reservoir of houses. The retrofit program sets out a level of grant funding, which for individual measures, for uh, insulating your attic, for uh, pumping your cavity, uh, what we used to call shallow grade measures, mm-hmm. uh, the grants for those have went double, triple, 
to the point that they may pay for 70 to 80 percent of the, the cost of that particular measure. Uh, in retrofit terms, when we look at whole house measures, we see that the average home can enjoy somewhere in the region of 25, 20 to 25,000 grants, and for larger homes, even larger. We'll take the example of attic insulation, which, which up till this year was 400, uh, irrespective of the size of your attic. That has now gone up to 800 for an apartment, 1,200 for a mid-terrace house, the whole way up to 1,500 for a detached house. So that will cover the majority, if not all, of the cost of upgrading your attic to 300 mil. Uh, it's the simplest measure that you can do. It's the most cost-effective measure that you can do, even without the grants. I think the grants now make it, I suppose, as I say, a no-brainer. There's a couple other things that were mentioned in the scheme. Like one, obviously, people, the big thing that people talk about is the cost and cash flow, et cetera. So now, you know, by going through a one-stop shop like ye, am I right in saying that the, the money now, you know, it's not up front, that the grant is paid, comes out of the cost? It, the, the purpose of the programme and a one-stop shop like Electric Garden Superhomes is to make it as easy as possible for uh, a homeowner to uh, not just carry out their retrofit, but also to fund it. So things have changed in relation to the new program uh, in relation to how uh, a a service provider like ourselves is going to approach the finance side of it. Uh, Over time, what we're going to see uh, is new financial incentives by way of uh, low interest loans that you can pay back over time, essentially out of your uh, the savings that you make from your retrofit. But right for this moment, uh, we have a combination of grant funding and, and very uh, importantly for anyone who's considering this, particularly in relation to cash flow, is that the grant uh, is now going to be deducted from the cost of works so that you pay the net cost only. Now, for a typical home, what we see in electric garden super homes, the, the typical whole house retrofit is uh, in 2021 was 56,000. And if you look at grant funding, that might cover somewhere between 20 and 25,000 of that. Again, the grant funding will differ between houses and measures that are required to get to the B2 standard or beyond. But that uh, grant funding will be deducted from the cost of work, meaning in the instance I just gave, that the outlay is somewhere between 25 and 27,000 for the uh, for the average house in the country. Now, that's going to be less for some and it's going to be more for others. Uh, but it takes a lot of pressure uh, off the initial funding requirement. How is it different from previous programmes? Well, it, it's different from previous programmes in the sense that the incentive, the financial incentive is larger than it's ever been. Uh, so the grants are bigger in plain English. Mm-hmm. There's a recognition that uh, it's possible for some homes to transform and to uh, enjoy what we call a whole house retrofit, which is essentially all of the practical and uh, cost-efficient measures to bring a home to B2 standard or better is carried out in one single installation. That's something which is very appealing from the point of view of doing it once and doing it right. And once completed, you can enjoy the benefits of the savings immediately. Uh, and there's no need to go back and to upgrade or do anything else for a long period of time. So we always say it's a once in a generational uh, once in a generation approach to home upgrade but of course that's not practical or feasible for uh, a lot of people to do that hence the single measure grants have been increased substantially so we look at attic insulation from 400 euro uh, tripling in value to the point that 
it might be the case that 80% of an attic insulation is grant funded. That's also true with cavity wall insulation. So that's pumping your cavity uh, with, uh, with insulation beads, which was previously anywhere from four to 600 to whole, going the whole way up to 1700 for a detached house and graduated downwards depending on the size and type of the house. So it's, it's transformative and I suppose a very little financial reason not to do this now. This is precisely the type of model that we were advocating for. We're delighted that that is now being prioritised through the National Climate Plan and the plan to uh, retrofit 500,000 homes. So it's very exciting. You know, I think what was important for people to know is that from doing this retrofitting that they're getting, so there's going to be cost savings, energy cost savings, but there's also health benefits. There's going to be the comfort in the house. They're going to be helping with um, the climate, with, you know, decarbonizing. So there's a huge number of benefits. I think it isn't just one thing that's going to um, help with this retrofit. There's, there's a huge amount in retrofit that we, we would call non-energy benefits. Mm. And it's very rare. And of course, it's not to take away from the fact that uh, the, the, the cost savings and efficiency is important. And it is. Uh, and we can look at with each project and we can work out what that payback point is. So how many years that's going to be before your investment is paid back. We see on average that might be somewhere in the region of 15 years. So we know it pays for itself. And even for homes where the improvement might not be as large as that, ultimately the house will pay back, the retrofit will pay for itself over savings, and will pay for itself through savings over time. But it, it, most people won't just consider it in terms of energy savings and cost savings. They will also consider it in terms of the improvement to their daily lives. And we're spending much more time in our home naturally than we ever did before. So these things are much more pertinent than they ever were. Uh, but there's health benefits. So when we look at a, a retrofit, which is about joining up all of the energy parts of your house in a way that works together as a system. We see that air tightness and ventilation are an important part of that. We look at something like an air source heat pump, which in essence is going to provide a very low temperature heat over the course of the day. So it switches on and off regularly throughout the course, say just keeping it at a nice even 20 degrees or 21 degrees temperature, whatever, whatever it is that you would like your house temperature to be set at. But it's much more conducive to our body temperature. It's much more conducive to a nice, pleasant environment in which to live. The ventilation aspect to it is very important. So when you, 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 for savings and for your heat pump to work efficiently, it's very important to have a draft-free house. We call that air tightness. And the, the, the step from that is when you have a reasonably airtight house is that you have to ensure that your ventilation is adequate. Uh, in other words, that there's enough circulation of fresh air coming through the house for health benefits. It also has other benefits such as reducing odors and cooking spells and things like that. Uh, so it's that combination which gives a much more healthy house. Uh, and we can see that from reflected from people who have already taken the plunge and carried on a whole house retrofits is that it's not just the warmth and it's not just the savings, but it's also that they feel better in their house. Um, so it, it adds to the attractiveness of doing it uh, in one installation rather than doing it over time. For those that have the budget to afford it, even with the grants, it's, it's not a cheap endeavor, uh, but it does enjoy the benefit of once you do it, it's done right. And it's also done together in a way that's very joined up. So you consider the effect of everything that you do in that retrofit has a knock-on effect. And I often give the example of windows and somebody might change windows for good reason often because the windows may be deteriorating or uh, they may be coming to end of life. 
which we usually say is about 25 or 30 years. But in doing that, because windows originally probably were installed in such a fashion that uh, there was no air tightness considerations at the time, so they might have been just installed into the wall and then you, you plaster over it. Well, actually, windows put in now are going to be put in with, um, uh, going to be installed with air tightness tape and it's going to be sealed. And so even where there may not have been a ventilation issue before, because you were getting drafts or organic or unwanted or almost invisible, I suppose, draft coming from a multiple sources around by the windows or the seals, is that once you do that properly with high quality windows, then that ventilation ceases to exist. And sometimes, and, it, and it's not all the time by any means, is that you, you might get condensation as a result. So what we do in electric garden super homes with a whole house retrofit is think about what are the consequences of everything that you do and any intervention that you make into the house. And then you plan for that in a way that the entire energy system works together successfully. And the other thing that we didn't mention is that when people are buying houses in the future, people are becoming more and more aware of carbon emissions and how they can help with that. And I think people are going to become more aware of that. So that will be a factor as well. And our people are very generally aware of the, uh, the, their carbon emissions. There'll be a finer point on that as carbon taxes go up. You know, that's, that's currently set at 33.50 per tonne. The target is... Is, is closer to 100 euro per ton. It's going to be a tripling of carbon taxes, which is going to have a substantial impact on high carbon producers, whatever part of the industry it is, whatever part of our society that is, and where it reflects on homes. And just simply the cost of the, the cost of not having a low carbon home is going to increase. To the extent that we can say that the grants are fantastic, and they are, on the other side, there is going to be an increase in carbon taxation, which over a period of time, uh, acclimatizing us to the reality is that um, w- we need to, for many reasons, need to make these improvements in our home so that uh, not only is it good for climate and for the environment, but also for our pockets as well. Uh, and it, it, it bonuses like there are in this year's scheme uh, to carry out a whole house retrofit are a real strong signpost that if at all possible to make those changes now or whatever portion of those changes towards a very lean carbon, a low carbon home, is that it's best to do it sooner rather than later. That's usually important to consider that it's not just about energy saving, it's not just about carbon reduction, which is which is incredibly important and, and it's why our grants are mainly in place, but it is about quality of life as well. It is about health uh, and it is about knowing that you've done what you can do at the earliest possible time. To get the full retrofit, which is the one that I would say that you would recommend, if possible, to do in the house, the most efficient way of doing it, is there a typical cost and a typical time frame to get that done? Well, I, I would give the example in terms of typical cost. I'm not going to shy away from the question <laughs> because it, it, in my role with electric garden superhomes, I'm always very keen to, to give a ballpark of where things are going to go because it's the first question I ask somebody if I'm yeah. considering a big purchase can you give me some idea I'm, off, I'm almost afraid to ask that question know, because, yeah. because you'll often get the answer which is well you know which is, <laughs> resembles how long is a piece of string but actually you can figure these things out there's going to be a big distinction in terms of an age of a house as to what's going to be needed so that's that's the first I suppose um the first important point if your home is built since the mid-2000s you're going to have you know, a superior level of insulation naturally than a home that's going to be built in 1970 uh, if it hasn't been upgraded since of course uh, windows are not at the end of life 
uh, the heating system might be 15 years old and is due change anyway. That, when something is due a change, that really sort of shifts the economics you know, rather than something which is new. And you might think, look, I get a couple more years out of that. Uh, air tightness would have been a bit better as you got to that stage. Air tightness wasn't really something that was a factor in Irish construction until a little bit later, but improvements are made on the way. So for that particular house, that's going to require a low level of intervention. In fact, it might already be at or close to heat pump ready. And the grants now for heat pumps are huge. Uh, and if you can combine that with some other measures to bring it into the National Home Retrofit Scheme, actually the grants are even better still. So there's going to be a nice cohort of houses built since the mid 2000s onwards, which are going to be at the lower end of the cost, you know, which is going to be somewhere in the region of 20 to 25,000 for a lot of houses like that. And where the grant actually can comprise up to 50% of that. So the net cost is going to be, it's going to be much more manageable. If you look at an older home, you know, if you look at a period property that's built since the 1950s, a hollow block where you need to externally or internally insulate, windows need changing, uh, whole heating upgrade, which might involve pipe work changes or alterations or upgrades that might involve new radiators. Um, and you really look at something that is a, you know, a generational change. You, you, you're taking something which is at a very low base, has a very low base, and you're bringing it to something which is uh, on a par with modern standards, sometimes beyond. And the cost of that might be closer to 70 to 80,000 at the higher end, of which the grants might be somewhere in the region of 30,000 based on, based on the new scheme. So still a considerable outlay, um, uh, but it's, it's a, much bigger, a much bigger jump and a much bigger, um, we call it an uplift on the B or needed and delivered. And then you have a lot of houses in between the two. And say the average, the average super homes house, and it's an older variety, is going to be somewhere in the region of 50,000. Uh, and somewhere in the region of 20,000 plus grants available for that. You just reminded me this morning, I was waking up my son and his room, you know, it's one of those rooms that is kind of outside really of the house. And I kind of went in this morning, oh, this is the cold room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one of well, well, in every house. Well, there's, there, there, there's often at least one cold room and it might be the box bedroom and uh, and people are pulling their hair out trying to understand why the box bedroom is cold. And well, we, we, we figured it out why the box bedroom is cold. <laughs> Uh, and it's and and it's not got it's not got to do with the the room. It's it's perhaps got to do with the the front door that's right below it. So they, every house will have its own um, peculiarities. It's what it's what makes this um, uh, it's what makes this enjoyable. Is that you know you you can solve all of these problems um, just by careful attention to detail. It must be lovely for you actually doing that. You've been doing that now for 15, yourself, you've been doing that for 15 years, going into a house and people kind of, when, when people think about their house, especially drafts and things like that, they sort of think that's not curable for want of a better word, don't they? They do. I, well, I've been working for over 20 years in home energy upgrades and, and it took me a while to figure out how the house is connected. And when you understand it as a system, then things start to click into place. Uh, and a problem in one area of the house might not necessarily be local. It might be got to do with something which is like a drafty front door, you know, just keeping a box bedroom cold no matter what you do to that box bedroom because you've got those drafts coming from below uh, and it's not insulated from below. So um, we, we've all developed a deeper understanding of a house as a system, which is exactly what it is. Your, your ventilation, your, your heat production, your heat retention, and how all these things relate to it and how you use it. Your house is a system, and we're only beginning to understand that um, as, a, as, a, as a country. You know, we, our, our 
retrovenators are experts in that well, myself but we you know we, we've learned a lot on that in the last few years too as well so it's very rewarding to be able to um to solve some of these problems uh and to hear the feedback such as you know my house feels bigger now because you know it's doubled in size because i can use rooms that i could never use before because they were too cold all the no-go areas of the house uh that were once inaccessible now are warm and the same temperature as the kitchen uh, and condensation that was building around the windows now it's gone because we have a low temperature heating system and adequate ventilation in place and the house is healthier and, and it's you know it's very rewarding to hear that back but you know uh, personally and professionally and and um, it's it's what gives us the buzz at electric garden superhomes thank you for listening to the retrofit podcast brought to you by electric ireland superhomes to start your journey to a superhome today please visit our website www.electricirelandsuperhomes.ie where you can discover how you can reduce your carbon footprint, improve your home's comfort and increase its value. Don't miss out on this opportunity to make a positive impact on the environment and your life.